Bible reading today is from Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Gail. All right. I'm going to do something a little different this morning. A little different. I'm not going to preach perhaps like I would normally. I'm going to do it a little differently. But I've got a challenge. It might, it might end up having me just stand and deliver. We'll see how we go. I'll try this and see what happens. Father's Day always has to have some dad jokes, doesn't it? Yeah? Yeah, it does. It does. Now, I've been trawling the internet for the best dad jokes that we can find. My hope is that you're not going to make me laugh in your dad jokes. That's my hope. And then I'll sit down and I'll deliver. If you make me laugh in a dad joke, you'll be the one that gets to sit on the, on the couch. You don't have to sit up here. We can put it on the, on the ground. You get the one that gets to sit on the couch. I won't give you my coffee because I've already had that. But you get to... So has anyone got... Uh, the, the parameters are you've got to stand up here and face me for the dad joke. Has anyone got a dad joke that reckons they can make me laugh for a chance to sit in the chair this morning? Come on, we can do it. I know Tarquin's got a great one, but I know it, so I know I won't laugh. It's worth, it's worth hearing, go. Come on, Tux, come on up. Is the purple one all right, Mike? All right, Tarquin. I'll get all the laughs out first. <laughs> uh, the people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people of Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> It's great. It's good. It's very good. It's very good. Ah, oh, I want them to come up. I want them to come up. Ah, oh, they don't get my chair if they if they don't come up. <laughs> Any dad jokes? Any others? Any dad jokes? Leon, would have one. Do you have one, Leon? Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have one. Oh. Eric, looks like I'm looks like I'm in the chair. I'll have to give you my dad jokes. Pete's got one. Oh, oh look out! All right. Come on, Pete. Why is there no Panadol in the jungle? Parrots eat them all. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Cal's poked his, his head out. I reckon Cal is after the chair. Here we go, Salah. Oh, I'd go. Oh. That was good, Pete. That was good. So the other day I was uh, in the car with Dad and he, um, I asked him to put the radio on. He just looked at me and said, doesn't fit. <laughs> I still haven't got it. <laughs> Can you put a radio on? Oh, it doesn't fit. Yeah, nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. Does he get the it chair? It took me a while. Does he get the chair out? He couldn't get me to laughing because I didn't understand it. I'm like, doesn't fit. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, any others? It's good. Hey, Doug's got one. Doug's oh, yep. got one. Oh, we've got a couple up the back here. All right, Doug, coming over. Oh. This is my uh, <laughs> exercise for the week. All right. All right. 
<laughs> I was uh, going to make a belt out of watches the other day, but I decided not to because it was a waste of time. Ah, uh, <laughs> nice. Like it, really like it. Was there another one at the back? Oh, yes. Oh, Steve. Brilliant. Oh, no, Steve. I was walking down the street the other day and this guy came up to me and tried to sell me a coffin. I said, and that's the last thing I need. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Who gets it? Is he laughing? No. Uh, I got it. I didn't, I didn't. I had a smile. I didn't, didn't, have, a, <laughs> didn't have a chuckle. I had a smile. All right. Any more? Hey. Well, I've got a couple. I've got a couple. I've got a couple. I was uh, thinking I should do some lunges to stay, stay in shape. But I thought that'd be a big step forward. Why do seagulls fly over the sea? If they flew over the bay, they'd be bagels. My son is blaming me for ruining his birthday. That's crazy. I didn't even know it was his birthday. <laughs> this is my favourite. I like this one. You've probably heard this one. This is a good one. Um, why don't you ever find elephants hiding in trees? Because they're very good at it. Oh, come on, that's a good one. Uh, all right, all right. I think about one more, one more. Yeah, one more. Should I leave it to last? No, this is good. I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know. <laughs> all right, I get to sit in the chair. I got my coffee, got the chair. I figured oh, today's being Father's Day, I'd do it a little differently. Can you see me online? That's good. I'd do it a little differently. Um, and I'd share some of my personal learnings. Um, and to do that, I thought standing and delivering is probably... This is, this is really nice, actually. <laughs> I might get this all the time. Um, standing and delivering probably doesn't do that as well. But if I just sat down and as if we're just having a coffee together, so I got my coffee. Um, my uh, Kyra and Solari made that for me this morning, which was really lovely. Um, I thought I'd, I'd share a little bit of some of the learnings that, that I've uh, learnt from being a father and being a dad. Um, and I want to share these things, not to say that I've got it all sorted out, because I don't, or that I'm the best dad, because I'm not. Um, I'm not perfect at all, um, and there's a lot of things that I still have to learn. And I know there's times where I miss the boat on how I love my family and how I serve them. And I know there are times I forget to ask the kids what's concerning them in their lives, and um, so I don't come from a perspective of having it all together. Um, but, but I come from a perspective of Proverbs 20, 20, verse 7, which says, The righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are the children, uh, are their children after them. Blessed are the children. Blessed are the ones whose parents are righteous and lead blameless lives. And that's the sort of life that I want to strive to be like. I know from growing up in the 80s, I was a child of the 80s, gender roles were very different back then. My dad was just a really good worker. He worked really hard. Whatever job he had, he, he would work to his hardest, um, the best that he could do at whatever role he had. He'd faithfully go to work on the train every single morning and uh, he'd come home late each night after doing a really hard, solid day's work so that he was able to sustain his family so that my mum didn't have to go to work when we were young. One of the treats for my brother and I um, when I was little was we'd get in our pyjamas and mum would 
plug, it, plug us into the car and we'd uh, go and pick that up from the train station. And, and there, were, there were many days, and um, I just had, I had a dream about this um, just recently, about going to the train station and, and picking up my dad. It was sort of like a bit of that, that weird sort of thing going. Um, but my brother and I fight about who would be able to see dad come off the platform first. So, so these, these memories are really lovely for me. So dad, he's a great worker. He was a great leader in all that he did. Um, he, he always got involved in volunteer roles wherever he was, um, whether it was, he was part of uh, the local district cricket club for many, many years as a secretary um, for many, many years at Dandenong District. And, um, and he would just show uh, his immense capacity to, to lead and to help clubs to, um, to develop. He's just, even now, um, they've retired, mum and dad are retired, they live up in a little town called Howlong. And there's uh, Howlong Golf Club. Anyone played golf on the Howlong Golf Club? It's a pretty well-known club, golf club. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, great, great, um, great spot just on the, on the, on the river there. Um, worth, worth going up to play golf up there if you do play golf. It's a beautiful spot and um, a lovely little town. But he's just become part of the board there and he's already, within sort of the first few months, making a really big impact on bringing policy into, into, the, uh, into that, that club there. So uh, in his paid employment but also in his um, unpaid volunteer spaces, he taught me... So honour the roles that he'd been given. And so I look back on those times and I think that's what the legacy my dad's given me, something that I want to strive towards in every area of my life. You know, I look back at those times and there's a difference in culture now, isn't there? And, and uh, fathers have become a lot more hands-on than probably back that stage as well. Um, a lot of dads are staying at home now to care for kids and the, the mother will go off to, to do the work or whatever it might be. M- men sort of seem to be more, more general now, conscious of being present in, in the home, getting home quicker and for their kids. And I've placed that high on my priority list of things to do. And I get no greater joy than to sit at the table. Uh, and we haven't done this so recently, but um, we used to do it all the time. I'd have three little judges judging my meals uh, out of ten um, after we'd uh, been watching MasterChef. So they'd, they'd be telling me why my meal was a three that, that day or why it was a nine and the next day. <laughs> Mostly due to what they liked or didn't like. <laughs> but when I, was a, when I became a dad, and you dads will know this, when I became a dad... I don't think there was a handbook written that said, this is how you do daddy, dad work. This is not, it didn't sort of work for me. Um, we did a fair bit of work to figure out what it might look like. Um, but I loved every moment of the newborn children have, getting these newborn. But it was daunting. And, and, and there was a, always had this small whisper in my ear from a small group leader, and I think I've shared this with you before, that um, he said to, to a whole lot of us young, uh, young marrieds that were having kids at the time, he said, this is an important step in your life. You're bringing a child not into the world for a lifetime. You're bringing a child into the world for eternity. And so in my ear, as, as I held Tarquin for the first time, I had that little thing of ringing with this little bundle of joy going, this is God's child. So I wanted to make sure that I was doing all I could do to, to do what Proverbs 22 um, says, start children off on the way they should go. And when they are old, they'll not turn from it. And I think that's a great proverb to help us to go, well, how do I want to see my children live? Because that's therefore how I need to live as well. I want to be a super dad. <laughs> but what I learned was that to be a super dad didn't mean I had to be Superman. 
The reality was that I couldn't be Superman. I couldn't, I don't have the capacity to do that. I haven't got the capacity to, to do everything. So rather than pushing to be the hero for my kids uh, in what I do, um, I, I strive to work on some godly habits. And I don't know if I always make them, but I strive to work on some characteristics of what a godly father might look like. And if you're not a father here, that's okay. I want you to listen to these as well because you will be a father figure for others as well. You'll be a father figure in the lives of the youth kids that are here or in the lives of your nieces and nephews. So I try to work on these godly characteristics, qualities that can help me be a good father, a good grandfather, a good uncle, a good (laughs) great-grandfather. And some of these qualities I want to share with you and the, is, is um, coming from the book of, of Proverbs as well. So let's get stuck in. I've got three, three characteristics that I try and put in. I could probably go for hours about them, but um, we'll try and limit it a bit because I'm comfortable and it's nice up here. <laughs> the first thing is that a dad leads by example. A dad needs to lead by example. I don't know, have you ever, have you ever had um, the, uh, someone say to you um, that you sound like your dad or you sound like your mum? Have you heard that, that sort of thing? Yeah, that, that, um, you say the words or even you might catch yourself. You, go, you say something and all of a sudden you go, oh, my dad used to say that. <laughs> you go, oh. Or you hear, even worse, you hear your kids say something, um, then you think, oh no, <laughs> oh no, they're saying what I've said. That might be a good thing. That might be a good thing. That might not be a good thing. <laughs> I've already heard some of my words come out of the, my boys' mouths in a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> um, I love when, when Jasper and Kyra were little, they would mimic the way that I would preach. I remember Jasper, he set up, he'd set up his, his sort of pulpit, he'd have a table, and have this little toy and it'd have building blocks and it'd build this sort of microphone. And, um, and even, I think it was before he could even speak, he would stand behind this, this pulpit and just, Amen. <laughs> He, it was like, he was, he was going for it. And, and I go, whoa, he's watching. <laughs> There's a little person, he's watching. Kyra, uh, she loves to pray at home, and I love hearing her pray. Um, and and she, she, we go to a small group, and she's um, the youngest in the room, but she loves getting in there and putting her voice in about what she's learning about God. And, and uh, she would use some of the names of the, the words that she hears us speaking. And so for some of her close friends, she calls them, she says, you're the kingdom of my heart. Now, I don't know what that really means, but it is the most beautiful thing. You're the kingdom of my soul. I was like, oh. So she hears things. I know she's listening because she's heard these, ter- these terms. So, so be aware. Your kids listen to you. Your kids listen to you. They listen to you when you pray. They listen to you when you speak to your wife. They listen to you when you remain silent, when you probably should have spoken up. Your kids hear you loud and clear. And when you start hearing your teenager speaking the way you speak, then you really want to make sure they're speaking the edifying words that you're sharing with your family. Proverbs 20 verse 7 says, A godly man leads a life of integrity. Blessed are his children after him. A different translation says it, The righteous lead blameless lives. And blessed are their children after him. As men of God, dads, men, uncles, we need to take it seriously. We need to work out what a man of integrity really looks like. What it looks like to be blameless. 
I like the, the old definition of integrity is who you are when nobody is looking. Are you the same person when you're at your workplace or when you're out with your family as you are behind closed doors or in view of your kids? That's the stuff that's caught by your kids. They see it. They see that stuff. They'll see how you lead by the way that you act at home and then when they see you go out to a party and act differently. They'll see you in different places and they'll pick it up. Are you the same in your home as you are when you come to church? I want my kids to be, to be, to be blessed and see them seeing a man who loves Jesus wherever he is. Now, I'm not perfect, but that's what I want for my kids to see. Scripture said, Blessed are the children of a godly man, a righteous man. So we need to lead in ways that is how, how we speak and how we live out faith. So may your words be edifying. May they be uplifting. May they build up. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Not benefit yourself, those who listen. Use words wisely. Don't knock people down. Build them up because our kids will be listening. Philippians 2.4 tells us that we should not be looking to your own interests but to the interests of others. Now, our actions, they need to be others-oriented, don't they? In a me-shaped world, it's out of the norm that we see others first. Our world almost dictates that we do something for ourselves first. But when we do things that are others-oriented, it shows our kids a godly value, doesn't it? Last night we were at small group and, and uh, Noah, he was telling me about how he watched a friend give a basketball uh, to another child because that kid didn't have one. And Noah saw this and he said, that's good. So they were thinking, we're going to give the same, a basketball to one of our friends. How amazing is that? That our young people, what, Noah's year, year four, year five? Four. Young people, year four, was able to go, I see something that is good, something that is godly, and I want to do that as well. Our children see how we are, don't they? To be a Christian dad who leads by example, we need to live out a faith that is evident to our kids. I need to live out a faith that is evident to my kids. So what does that look like? A few things that I try and keep in place is praying with our kids before they go to bed. Make sure I pray for them. Giving thanks at our meals might only be a short thing, but helping them to be able to pray as well. Taking a deep interest in their lives. Listening to the stories that they tell, even if they tell it four or five times. Taking an interest in the ups, but also the downs of their life. And letting them know and being there and listening and praying for them when they need it. Something Solari is really good at is teaching them to serve alongside as well. Saying, come along, let's serve together. It's not always easy, but it's vital that we show, especially as men, what a godly man looks like. Proverbs 3, verse 1, Gail read to us, says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. 
It speaks of God speaking to us, his children, that we may hold close the commands of God that we have learned. Keep them close. This was uh, something that the Israelite people did a lot. They, they kept them close and then they sent them on to their uh, children and their children's children. And from generation to generation, they learned the word of God. They actually bound them to themselves. They would have the word of God with them physically, that they would know the word of God. We need to know what God's word says, that we may be men and women of God that could lead by example for our generations. So men, lead by example. It's a great way to be a super dad. Um, I wonder what my kids will say about me someday. I wonder in the future what they'll be when Tarquin becomes the great preacher and he sits on a couch in front of, uh, in front of his thousands. <laughs> What's he going to say about his dad? I wonder what they're going to say to their friends. I wonder if they're going to tell the truth. It reminds me of the story of, of three boys that were in a schoolyard and they were bragging about who had the better father. And one, the first boy says, my dad scribbles a few words on a piece of, a piece of paper, he calls it a poem, and they give him $100 for it. The second boy says, well, that's nothing. He says, my dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, he calls it a song, and they give him $1,000. The third boy says, well, that's nothing. My dad's even better than that. He scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, calls it a sermon, and it takes six or eight men to go and collect the money. <laughs> uh, well, dads, I hope you realise we have a, a, a huge, uh, we can make a huge difference in the lives of the children, your own children, but also the children of the church. So lead by example. Lead by example. Treat your wives well. Treat the women in your wife well. Treat your daughters like queens or princesses. Take them out on dates. I love going out for dates with Kyra. Show her how a man should treat her. She'll accept nothing less than what you have given her to accept. Teach your boys to be men that are faithful, that are faithful to their wives. Help them in that as well. Teach your kids to be godly kids. So we've got to lead. We've got to lead by example. We've got to show what it means to be a godly man. But a super dad also shows love to their kids no matter what. Super dad shows love no matter what. Love looks different when you become a parent. I found that out. I always had this fear when I became a parent that uh, perhaps my child mightn't like me. What if my kid doesn't like me? What if they come out and they just look at me and go, nah, I want a different one. <laughs> can, can, you, can you give me a, a better model? <laughs> when we had Tarquin, we had, Solari had a long, drawn-out sort of labour and emergency caesarean, so we were in this big mush of what was going on. And... And they ended up pulling Tarquin out, and he was perfect. I mean, like, absolutely perfect. Just the most beautiful, formed perf piece of perfection sitting in my arms. And I was giving him to hold straight away. Solari was just like, ah, oh, 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 getting sewed up. She was in a mess. And, um, and I'm just in my own little world going, whoa, look at this. this is the best thing in the world. Um, it was at that moment I understood what it meant to be a dad, what it meant to have the love of a father to their son. And I knew that I wouldn't be perfect for my newborn son. I knew I'd fall short of that. But that's where I started going. I want, to, I want to make sure that I'm a dad that's there for him. And so as started, Tuckman started to grow, my love for him kept deepening and just, just 
so much love. But then we found out we we're having a second child and my world was spun into chaos because I've been given this abundance of joy and love for Tarquin. How is I going to spread this across two kids? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be possible. And so I, I really struggled with that. I'm thinking, what's, what am I going to do? But as we, as same, same deal, Slurry so had the cesarean, struggle, struggle. And, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I held this little bundle of joy. Thank you for struggling so much for us. <laughs> meant I got, yeah, she did. Like she did. She struggled so much for our children. I got to, I got to hold them first. So I got the, the joy of holding them first. And I realized that, that I didn't need to spread my love across two kids, that God's love actually increased my capacity to love. So then we had third. I confidently walked in thinking this is going to be easy. I'll be able to have more capacity. And it's exactly the same thing, that my capacity to love was able to grow more and more. It, 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 was, it was easy to love my children as I found out, as I met them, and to lavish love on them. But as they've continued to grow, I suppose my imperfection as a father has become a little bit more evident. Um, but being an imperfect father actually allows the opportunity for me to live and model out what a life of grace looks like as well. So striving to be the best dad possible, I know I'm not always going to get it right. But I want to show what grace looks like to my children as well. There's also a stage where love has to be tough. And this is, this is something I struggle with a little bit. But imagine you wake up on Father's Day to this image. Thanks, Joe. I love my daddy. <laughs> Scratched in the car. Can you see that? Imagine you, love, you wake up with that. How are you going to react? What are you going to do? <laughs> Reminds me of a dad that I met in the supermarket with his young son. And this young fella, two or three years old, was, was totally going crazy. I mean, he was, he was really struggling, this dad. And dad's staying pretty calm. And I'm looking going, yeah, that's pretty good. He says, it's okay, Johnny. It's okay, Johnny. It won't be long, Johnny. We'll be back in the car soon, Johnny. When you get home, we'll have a drink, Johnny. And he's staying calm. Aisle after aisle, staying calm. Kids going crazy. I bumped him to the register and the, the kid's still going a bit nuts. And, and uh, I said to him, I'm really impressed by how calm you are. That's, that's really impressive that um, through Johnny's behaviour, you've been really able to like, be calm in this. It's, it's pretty impressive. And he turned across to me and he said, you don't get it. I'm Johnny. <laughs> You know, sometimes having children, sometimes having children means you've got to discipline them, don't you? <laughs> it comes back to Proverbs twenty-two six. Start your children off in the way they should go. Give them some tools to help them through those struggle times. And even when they're old, they'll not turn from it. Discipline, teaching your children to make godly choices, even when they think they're different or it should be different. It's really important. And sometimes it's diving into that tunnel of chaos even though you know you might get pushed back from your kids. It's really important. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, do not exacerbate your, exacerbate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Don't stifle them. Don't, don't make it so they have no option to be um, who God's made them to be, but bring them up on godly principles. Bring them up on the word. You know, I, I know it's not always easy. 
And I know it's not always the easiest thing to do. And I know that our kids make choices sometimes that go against what we would love for them to do. And it makes it really hard. But be there for them anyway. Be there for them when they make a decision that you didn't like. When they made a decision that went against your principles. When they make a decision that perhaps has been hard for you to grapple with. Love them when they ding the car. (laughs) Love them when you've asked them ten times to pick up the plate from the floor. Love them when they come home and tell you the worst things that you could hear. We shared communion earlier and remembered that ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. A sacrifice that showed a love for those who'd walked away from him time and time again. A love that rescued even the most broken of children. And that's the love that he wants us to bring to our, child, our children as well. So, uh, lead by example. Love your children. And the third one is one that I need to continually work on. It's to be slow to anger and quick to forgive. A super dad is slow to anger and quick to forgive, and there are heaps more learnings that we could learn. But, but when I think of this aspect of, of a godly father, I think of uh, the, the story of the prodigal son, where this father, um, Jesus told, this father um, had, was asked to give his inheritance um, to his son. And if I was that dad, I'd probably feel pretty upset by my son. Like, how dare you? Why, why wouldn't you stay with us? You no longer be, want to be part of our family. You want to go and do your own thing. You want to run away. You think you can do this better. All those sort of things. But the father didn't fight his son. He didn't demand that he stick around and stay and work the farm. He didn't, he didn't cut him off from the inheritance. He said, you go and work that out yourself. He actually still gave the inheritance. There was no violence. There was no anger. The father allowed him to make his choice. Pretty soon, the son found out his friends, uh, once money found, uh, ran out, his friends ran out, the food was gone, eating out of a pig trough. And he goes home, and, and just in the hope that dad might take him back. Maybe he'll let him have a job. And when he gets home, of course, the father opens his arm and embraces, runs to him and embraces him, and throws a big celebration meal. My son, who was lost, is now home. There are limitless scenarios that I've been thinking of about this story, about what the father could have done. <laughs> Don't take him back. You're not, you're not welcome here anymore. You've taken your inheritance. You made your decision. There are consequences now. Or you can come back, of course you can, but you don't get to stay in the main house. You've got to stay in the house over there. You're not really part of our family anymore. You made that decision. And of course there are consequences of his actions. He's already taken his inheritance. He's got to work the farms and all that. So he has consequences. But the father didn't cut him off. There was no quick to anger when the son came home. But it was quick to forgive. And I know that parenting, fatherhood, motherhood, this whole parenting thing isn't always an easy journey, is it? Sometimes being the parent is really hard. And... Sometimes we have to make hard decisions that our kids don't like. Our teenagers become unhappy with. means our little ones go into this wild fit of tantrum (laughs) and it's not fun to deal with. That our grandkids may test us sometimes when they run around the house and knock our little things over that we don't want knocked over. It's not fun sometimes having to be the bad parent 
But if we keep the prodigal son's dad in mind, become slow to become angry, quick to forgive, it'll go a long way to helping our children do what Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says. Because that's what we want in the long run. We want our kids to trust the Lord with all their heart. Lean not on their own understanding, but in all their ways submit to God, Him, and God will make their path straight. That's the end goal for us, isn't it? As, as parents, as fathers, as mothers, as the church, that's what we want. We want to, we want to be able to set an example for our kids that they will trust in the Lord with all their heart. It's for us to love them, to show them Jesus, and help them know Jesus as they grow. So as I've reflected on being a dad and what it means to love my children to help them grow in faith, I have to admit that being a super dad isn't easy, but it's definitely a privilege and something that I take very, sort of a hold very strongly. And it can only be that I can successfully do this fatherhood thing through finding my own strength in God. I can't do it on my own strength. I don't have the capacity to do it in my own strength. I don't have the, the ability to do it in my own strength. But as I find strength from God, my hope is that my children see that as well. To finish, one of the joys of having three children is some of the things that they say to you. And I'll finish by, uh, by sharing this. And um, uh, we might... Um, yeah, I think the kids are going to come back in at 20 past, so we've got about five minutes, so we might get the band to play the final song before they come. But Kyra had been pondering Father's Day, and she came up with this just the other day. It might have been even yesterday or the day before. She goes, Dad, in God's family, you're like my brother. <laughs> but in our family, you're my dad. I reckon if she grows to remember those words, that she's part of God's family, with brothers and sisters everywhere, and our eternal God is her great father, I'd be wrapped. I'd be wrapped. Dads, have a blessed day. Enjoy that. You know, I know it's not easy for all of us as well. We didn't say this earlier. I know it's not easy for all of us. Father's Day can also bring up some hardships. And my prayer is that today, that you'll be able to find some sort of peace in those spaces but that you'll also be blessed in it as well. Let me pray, and I'll invite the band back. Our Lord and God, we give you thanks for the dads in this room. We give you thanks that, uh, for all of our dads as well. And God, we pray that you continue to help us to develop as people of faith, godly people who are forever trying to set an example to lead our children into knowing you as well. God, we all have a responsibility for that. And so, God, we pray that you will be with us as we seek to help them know you more. God, we pray for uh, all the dads again, and especially those um, who may have, um, yeah, have a struggle on, on Father's Day. We pray that you will be their eternal father. We pray for those whose relationship with their dads aren't great or they really struggle with that relationship. We pray that you will be a father for them today. And God, may we be able to celebrate knowing that you are our godly father. In Jesus' name, amen.